T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hello! Welcome back to a fully staffed Monday edition of the Playmakers. How much did you miss me, Adrian Hernandez, on a scale of 1 to 10? It was raining moments ago, and that's how it felt. But now that it's showtime, the skies are starting to still be gray, uh-huh. but no rain. And that's how I feel right now. So if you had to put a numerical value between the numbers 1 and 10 about to describe how much you missed me, what would it be? Oh, it'd be at a 56, and just to let a you know, 56. when LeBron returned oh, in, in 2000. Oh, Brian pumped, or was he 54? He was 54, I think, numbers. But when We're LeBron not a came Bears back, fandom here, exactly. we don't care about your stadium problems. When LeBron came back, my number was at like a 52, so even the excitement level is wow. even more to have you here. Wow, I am honored. You're coming home, you're finally <laughs> here, a show, not by myself. Ford Minor? No, no, that was, again? no, 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 that was Diddy, that was Diddy's last album. Oh, that's Something right. Something to Paris? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Good times, Diddy, and the dirty money and the white party and all that other stuff, right? Speaking of good times, did you have good times? Yeah, I mean, I went home for like four or five days. It was a really fast four or five days. I used this metaphor, which I don't know if it's offensive, but it's how I feel. Um, I kind of feel like a carcass with all the hyenas kind of fighting over me when I go home. Because <laughs> everybody misses you. They want to get a taste. Everybody misses me. Everybody wants to know what's going on in Vegas. Everybody wants to uh, get their two cents in because I don't go home super often because I'm here in the Sonic Salt Mines providing content for each and every one of our listeners, which includes like, you know, half of the people in Minnesota that I was there to see. And so it's weird. I'm like, I thought we had this agreement where I, I deliver to you in this way now that I'm here in person. But um, it was important for me to get home and spend some time with my mom and kind of help her out because she's recovering from uh, double mastectomy surgery. She got diagnosed with breast cancer a couple weeks ago. Um, things are moving in a, as positive direction as you possibly can. Uh, these battle scars, blah, blah, blah. We could do how many different songs to recognize the triumph, but it's certainly uh, something that knocks you on your ass, and I'm uh, happy that I was able to be home to help out for a little bit with it. No, fantastic, and our, our prayers were with you throughout that. And still even now... So, uh, Mama, mm-hmm. I hope you feel Mama better. B. Mama B, a virtual hug. How many questions did you get about Adrian and this stupid I got states? quite a few. I got <laughs> quite a few because everybody, you know, they kind of go through the rigmarole of, so how's work? Do you still enjoy what you're doing? Do you like your co-host? And that's ready to say, mm. I'm still on the fence It's a day-to-day them. proposition with good old A.H., 
Sometimes it's an ah day, and sometimes it's a ah day. Well, that kind of represents life, so I'll take facts, it, okay? Facts. It's a fluid situation here, and as you mentioned, we just got through uh, the monsoon of the century, I should say, right? Because we're in a, like, millennia-esque drought. Lindsay, I'm going to say it again. Yeah. And for everyone listening, yep. to start off this week, we will rebuild. <laughs> we will rebuild. We are going to be we okay. We will absolutely rebuild. But, yeah, I was able to um, do a bunch of stuff at, at home. I got to jump in the lake tw- twice. Guess how many times I had Culver's. You probably, I, first off, it made me very happy to see your tweet. I'm going to go, okay, you were there four or five days. I'm going to go four times. Four days. Four days, three times. Correct. Let's. That's correct. Dog through that drive-thru. Uh, I've been home for less than 48 hours, and I have gone to Panda Express twice as well. And so, Lindsay. for some reason, my brain has decided to like food again. And it's getting in the way of a lot of unhealed uh, trauma that are stored other places. Let me tell you about the old balloon effect that's happening right now. But it's good. It's a good thing to get into a more positive mindset about some stuff that's been giving you problems for a while. And so, uh, I mean, that's kind of what we aim to do with our show every day is kind of reset and maybe get a couple of chuckles along the way and at least give ourselves a little pat on the back for a job well done. You're damn right. Mm-hmm. And finally, someone else can pat my back and I can pat yours. It's not just me. How did it go for you, though? Uh, I felt very, very confident. So, um, like, the first minutes of this show had to be just electric, right? Well, here's the thing. Wednesday uh, boss afternoon. Boss Mark kind of left me out to dry. He forgot to oh, insert things. Oh, there's fault at place, is there? Th- there is some fault. Thankfully, oh. I'm not the one who had to place the fault because some stepped up, and that's what a true leader is, right? Wow. Because everyone's not perfect, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So he kind of started the show out cold open, which means, and sorry to go all radio lingo with everybody, that means that there was just silence. There was a commercial and silence, and I'm standing there. I'm frozen for a second because I'm like, hold on. This is not happening right now. Lindsay's not in there. I'm uncomfortable. Boss man gets on the mic. He's like, hey, man, this is the start. Yeah, we heard that on the feed of being like, yeah, I don't think anything's playing. You're like, all right, here we go. Because the segment I had was all about being all alone. And in that moment, I I had never felt more alone in my radio life because that's the thing. We aren't a pre-recorded show like some other ones. We are live, so anything can happen. And mm-hmm. sometimes you hear it. Mics might fall off. Uh, things might not work. I have buttons. Half of them never work. And we got more buttons that probably we still won't work. We have new phones because we're such a high-traffic call-in show, so the phones are all set up. Yeah. Um, no, ticket, no ticket giveaways <laughs> this week. Still, that's fine. There's no but, incentive for people to listen. Damn it. Oh, there, Except for our greatness, of yeah, course. Yeah, th- there's plenty. But, no, it was um, it was one of those moments where kind of like, you know, you got to step up to bat. You know, even if the, the pitcher's throwing 102 high heat right there at your, at your eyeballs. But... And as the weekend progressed, uh, I felt a little bit more comfortable. Shout out to Ronald uh, uh, Bandana, who joined us, um, giving us this local perspective. His last name's Bandana? Yeah. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, Ronald Bandana. Ron Bandana? Yeah, I called him. And Hannah Montana went down to Mandalay Bay. We could write a poem right here right now. Yeah, Ronald, Raider Ronald is is what I'm trying to really. Raider Ron. It's what I'm trying to, like, throw in there. No, but I like the Ronald. The Ronald makes it seem more. syllables. Yeah, but it makes it more efficient. Well, if it's Ronald and it's, like, his, his given name, maybe it's, like, Mr. Ronald Raider? No, nah, I like Raider Ronald better. Okay. Well, you well, do because Raider also, Ronald. I'll do Raider Ron, even though we've never met. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Ronald our inside McDonald, joke, by the way. Uh, for our friendship that we don't have yet. <laughs> uh, Ronald McDonald, by the way, is really, really falling off a cliff. Um, yeah, branding decisions have left him in the cold. But, yeah, no, every, every we did miss you. Um, thankfully, Thank you. we were able to 
be joined by a whole bunch of guests. So this is your first Odyssey app plug. To be sure to use that rewind feature, be sure to download our podcast wherever you get it so you can listen to whether it's Mick Akers or some of the other guests that joined us. Um, Bob Nightingale as well, talking about the MLB trade deadline. We talked baseball while you were gone. I My felt a God, you really were digging deep into the bag of no, tricks. It, it felt so good to talk about a previous Americana, and, and Bob was very... Uh, informative telling us what's going on with Juan Soto. Of course, the All-Star game was last weekend and the Hall of Fame where, you know, uh, Tim Kirkshin, David Ortiz, and them were inducted yesterday. So mm. I had backup and I had some help, but no one, no one can fill in the shoes of Badass Brown. Wow. Cuts real deep. Cuts almost as deep as the 2000s pop radio station that my mom put on um, during this, what I call the bring your own wound brunch that I had when I got home. Cause as I mentioned, my mom got surgery a few weeks ago. One of my childhood best friends, Ashley was on one of those electric bikes crash, got hit by a car, hit and run situation. Not great. Thank God she survived. She has like a massive scar on her leg. She had to get like rebuilt. Like her whole left side is basically in a cast. She's all oh, good though. Boy. And then my other close childhood best friend, uh, Gina, was in the Boundary Waters, which is way, way up to the north if you're in the home country, up in the trees area. And where you're canoeing in the middle of nowhere, she was, like, on a rock, slipped, and then broke her her wrist, or broke her, her arm, like, in half. And then her other sister, Jillian, who was there, too, had to roll their ass back. And that's and the so, fear about going out to these places by 100%, yourself. 100%. And, and, and thank goodness they're all okay. But we're having this brunch. I made an absolutely delectable collection of french toast among fruits bacon two types of hashy bees but in the background to this brunch gathering of my close friends from my youth in addition to my mother my grandmother and then ashley's mom um my mom put this 2000s pop radio on and they were slinging get low salt shaker we had glamorous by fergie we had uh mocking jay or mocking bird by eminem it was you know and mix in the plain white tees because hey hey there delilah cannot be missed out on and it was just like it was a couple moments where i'm like this is actually happening where this song is playing in the background and my grandma has no idea the lyrical smut that is being thrown at our brunch. Well, thankfully, it wasn't the whisper song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, seriously. Wait, they wait had to hear my hot takes. They had to, they had to bleep out like half of that song when it came out. I remember when that was at the peak. I remember trying to tell my mom that Candy Shop was about something about literal candy. Well, facts. It's probably one of the craziest songs to actually like make the radio. Metaphorical, airwaves. poetic genius, Fifty Cent. And shout out to Olivia too. She doesn't give her credit. She's missed. She was in the candy shop song oh, as well. Oh, true. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gives Olivia credit. That's what I'm here for. This oh, my goodness. That's why I woke up today. I feel like accomplished. Mark, put Beck UL on. I'm done for the day. There That's we go. That's it. We have put <laughs> forth our maximum efforts. But, yeah, it's been a good bit. Anything else that we missed? What else did I want to talk about about my oh, trip back home? Well, okay. So, friends are okay. Yep. As far as we know, I've learned that if you're in the close inner circle, that you're likely going to be taking a supervised nap with knives very soon. Reinforced not to go out camping. I um, still want to go camping. I just want to wear wrist guards. Can, can it. Outdoor activities, I'm still a little iffy on. I guess I'll put it like that. Yep. I will say uh, from an outside perspective uh, and following you and, and on Instagram and the IG story, yeah. it made me feel good. I was like, okay, Lindsay's going to Minnesota. Yep. I go on your page, number one, it's the Culver's drive-thru. I'm like, okay, I know she loves it. Number two, you're on a boat yep. in a river. Number three, lake. or lake, excuse me, excuse me, the Great Lakes. No disrespect to all of them. 
Um, and then, then you were at a hockey rink. Yep, with... I was watching my my boys that I used to nanny um, slash just kind of hang out with. Deep investment in their uh, future trajectories. They are unbelievable skaters for their age. They're Which gonna is fantastic. Be nasty. It's unfair. They're, you... they're better goalies, and they, their parents won't let them play goalie because they know the darkness that follows. Because that's you, how close I did was. Did you have to have discussions with them? Like, you guys don't understand. This is the oh, next one. trust me. I tried to brainwash those kids the best I can. I got them like Jonathan. I, I was sending them goalie stuff, you know, when they're in diapers still. We were playing EDM bangers in the car. Like, we were just getting to them to the exact personality of, of being okay with Clothing not doing. Twins. Oh, 100%. 100%. And the thing is, is that, like, ultimately, the better goalies are just simply the people that are better athletes. Because anybody can take instruction and kind of like, I'm holding my glove here at this angle, I'm like, whatever. But it's about your ability to improvise, and it's about your ability to go with the flow and manage yourself. And they're just so naturally athletic that they're – it's per- they, have better, they have better butterflies than I do already. And oh, I'm just like, well, I've taught you too well, but they won't, they won't let it happen because they're like, defensemen, that's what you're playing. I know cool. Golden Knights executives are listening in. Early scouting opportunities Let me tell in you Minnesota. that. They got the best last name in the business, and we are not related in any way, but I will try to milk that as they move throughout their careers, although I hope that they don't play professional hockey because that's kind of a it's a very specific type of route that puts you in with a lot of different types of people, which is fine. I just want more for them. Well, everyone, everyone has a different route, and I, I want to speak on my sports route over the weekend. Oh, okay. I, you I was, were I everywhere. Trying. I was on, like, your story maybe twice, and you were at the Aces game. You were at the Raiders training camp. Like, you were truly immersed. True, truly, and, and here's the thing. First and foremost, um, introducing myself to the my uh, media colleagues, our media oh, colleagues. Oh, you met some peeps, huh? WNBA Insiders. You don't say. NFL insiders. You so, don't say. As I'm introducing myself and letting them know where I work at and everything, uh, something that was a constant was, oh, you work with Lindsay? Oh, you're family. You're good, man. Oh That's all you got to say. I was like, okay. Who'd you meet? I met, uh, uh, don't don't put me on the spot okay. with some names. Okay, that I'm I have. sorry. Just uh, some people from the Review Journal, some people uh-huh. at, at other sports radio stations at well. Uh-huh. Um, and they were all like, yeah, yeah, you're with Lindsay. You're good, man, because Lindsay's awesome, and Lindsay ain't hanging around with, with weirdos and things like that. And That's I was like, I'm fact. pretty weird, but thank you, and I appreciate it. And then so here's the one thing that happened a little embarrassed about. Over the weekend, or excuse me, during the week, Wednesday was the first uh, veteran showed up, reported for camp, and we'll get into that later in the show, yeah. all the football stuff, but this is about me. So walking in. They they open the gate. You got to do the whole press the button security. Yeah. They open up the gate. I'm like, oh, snap. Oh, my God. Yeah, they have my name. I'm confirmed. Walking in. He's like, yeah, there's media check-in. Go through. It's it's on the side, whatever. And I'm walking in, and I'm – you'd be surprised. I was five minutes late. Um, So I'm walking and getting ready to go through, and it's just two doors. And, of course, it's the Raiders facility, which means all the glass is pitch black. Right. So I can't see through. One of the doors is kind of opened up, a little, propped a up. Jar. Yeah, and the other is completely closed, so I, I opened the propped up one. But whatever, the, the door holder, whatever, makes a super loud noise. <gasps> and what I didn't realize is, is when you walk in through that door, it's parallel and three feet away from the stage of press conferences. So I had to apologize oh. to Joe Simpson, offensive lineman, who was answering questions, and everyone turned around. 
And I'm like, it's exactly this, like it was in school. This is a hell of a first impression. And then I didn't know you can see through the black door looking on the outside. And then they have that like the chic cover that like blocks the sun. Sure. Kind of, whatever the sun, like a sun, sun visor, sunshade. a sunshade, sure. whatever thing, sleek, all sophisticated, fancy, fancy. Before I was walking into the media, it was kind of a moment for me sure. because I always wanted to be in sports radio and always wanting to do these things. Hashtag blessed. I, I kind of felt blessed and like I had all these emotions. I was like, <laughs> I didn't have to go to Duke for four years. Suckers, community college, let's get it. All these we emotions. We all have different roads, don't we? And something that I do, not all the time, but uh, most of the time, I do the Sammy Sosa before he hits the at bat, the the prayer, sure. you know, I'm hit the chest and whatever, and I did that, and I'm like, oh my god, everyone just saw that because <laughs> I was outside the door that is waiting a great to first go impression. in. But going there, going to some of the Aces games before because they're about to, they won't be home until August 9th. They're about to go on like a, a two week road trip. They play Chicago Sky, huge game tomorrow for the Commissioners Cup. Yeah, meeting. Meeting all those people as well. Lindsay, you got a good name in the sports media streets. That's good to hear because I don't talk to a lot of people, but the ones that I do uh, are just as great, if not better people than I am. But I'm happy that you were able to kind of put your nose to the proverbial sports grindstone while I was uh, taking some time off. And I will be doing that later this week in the early parts of next week as well. Um, But I'm glad that you're getting, you know, your feet wet in terms of being in the first chair and stuff. I think more confidence will bode well for all of us involved in our fine program here. Damn right. And for our viewers, too. Uh, Odyssey.com slash the Bet Las Vegas. Viewers, you say? Some of the press conferences and some highlights. Maybe some Devontae Adams practice film. Oh, you don't say. All available on there as well. So we're, we're getting you covered. Ba- little by little, Lindsay, we're building our Playmakers Plus repertoire. Yeah, absolutely. And you could focus on that content. And I'm going to focus on why uh, Fernando had some harsh but True scouting on my current competitive mentality because I returned to the tennis courts this morning for the first time in a couple of months. Apparently, uh, when I'm playing against players who typically rely on the slice slash trick shot, a.k.a. I'm not going to try to hit it as hard as I can every time, just get me pissed off and I'll drop the points. That was basically the scouting report. And I said, that has been the same since high school. So hold on. Let me, because I'm not a tennis player, let me try to re-say that to you and see if mm-hmm. this is what I'm getting. If you're playing someone who's not taking it as seriously or is as physical imposing, mm. you kind of lax? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like playing a certain way. So if that if I'm not allowed to get to that point where I want to play, I'll basically give. I won't give up. I just won't try as hard. Isn't that bad? It's well, it's see, not great. What's the mentality for you, though? Because what talk me through that process of what goes on. So, for instance, we play against each other, yeah. and you see me, and I, I, I'm, I, I hit that back at you at like forty miles per hour yeah. or something very weak. Yeah. What goes through your mind immediately? Well, it just depends. Like, because if I'm walking, because in golf, I'm totally fine with it. I'm very much like non-competitive anymore because I know not to get too worked up about it because it's just golf. It's whatever. But that hasn't translated to my tennis. Like tennis, I'm there to like get a certain feel. And so if I'm not able to get that certain feeling after having the expectation of that feeling, that's when I get pissed. But if I don't have that expectation, like I said, if I don't expect you to send, you know, down the line forehand rippers that I'm going to have to return, I'm not going to expect that for myself because that's not going to be very nice to you if I play that way. See, that is where that I can see sometimes I'm mad when I play someone and I know that they're bad. Yeah, I switch it to, okay. well, now there's a button where you can lateral the ball. So I'm yeah. like, how can I pass it to a receiver and then lateral to the running back? I want to make a crazy highlight. 
Right. Okay. So you're instead trying to of, stomp on them instead of trying to playing to their level. Yeah, but I'm not like necessarily trying to one score. I'm like, how ridiculously stupid can I yeah. do something? So I, I wonder what that is. But to be honest, I kind of want to see you get your LeBron mode on. I, I want you to dominate. I want you to hit the test and oh, wow. say, "Badass Brown, Daddy's home. I'm back. Let's go!" Like that's the energy I want to see sometimes. Because sometimes it's like a, it's like release, releasing just yeah. this this that aggression. Energy, you need that. I do need that, and that's why I'm frustrated when I'm not able to get up to that level. But we're trying to work through that particular part of my sports personality. Can there we are Fernando many. on the show? Oh, we probably could. He's a hell of a guy. I love Fernando. He goes, "How are you, my love?" I'm like, "I'm doing okay." It's like just uh, like my dad. Someone who's also doing okay is uh the head coach of the NBA Elite Ignite. While we were doing this interview, uh we learned that they have signed a pretty big name free agent player to be part of the team that is now part of our community here in Las Vegas, Sharif O'Neal, six-figure deal. That's right, Shaq's kid is going to be part of the team that now calls the dollar loan center its home. What's up? That's a heady play by Sharif because, remember, his dad obviously has a home, a restaurant here in Vegas. So you don't have to pay rent nowhere. I mean, he makes a lot of appearances at the club here, but uh, I'm sure that Jason would like to hear that most of his players aren't at that club because they have big (laughs) dreams, big opportunities, and uh, we had one to chat with him that we could play for you on the other side of the break. We'll be right back, 1140 The Bet. Very excited for this opportunity to get to talk to this man, so let's get straight into it. Head coach of the NBA G League Ignite, who are now calling Las Vegas and the Dollar Loan Center their new home. Jason Hart joins us. All Insider Calls are brought to us by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today. Jason, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us today. I'm going to put you right on the spot and and go for your sales pitch because at this moment in time, I'm a highly touted basketball prospect with a shot at the NBA, and I'm deciding where I should take my next step in the career, the college game or perhaps with you, Coach? I think that the the best place is is, uh, with the Ignite. I think uh, we can offer both uh, a chance to, to increase your basketball skills but also educate it as well. Um, and get your degree from us as well. So if, if you're trying to become an NBA basketball player, I think, uh, and you're young, I think this is a good place for you. And for you personally, Coach, uh, where's your excitement level at right now, knowing that the Dollar Loan Center in Las Vegas is going to be the official home? I know last year there were some games at Mandalay where the Aces play, but now to be able to call the Dollar Dollar Loan Center home, what does that mean to you? I think it's, it's great. It's, it's a great partnership with Ignite and the city of Henderson. Um, being able to, to play in a nice arena as the dollar. And uh, I think the city of Las Vegas and, and Henderson as well get a chance to see up-and-comer future NBA basketball players on a nightly basis. And it's a great place, a uh, great market to play basketball in. Hard to uh, disagree with you that uh, on that, Coach. Uh, as you mentioned, kind of a little bit of a marketing super center here. And how much do you think this community, that being in Las Vegas and Henderson and the business opportunities that it provides, will you use as leverage in, in that wide-open NIL era of college athletics that you're competing against? Well, I mean, although I, NIL is great for college student-athletes. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it, it opened up the lane for, for young student-athletes to get paid. But I don't think we want to compete sort of say, because I went to college, and I think college is a great place to go. I think we just look for players who have, you know, goals and ambition to to try to become a pro earlier. And so it's still going to be a fairly uh, amount of kids go to college, which which I said, again, is a great place. Uh, I think our place is for, for those who 
you know, have a chance to get to the NBA quicker. So what does a typical day look like in the schedule for a player in your program? Because you are getting the, these young athletes where they might not know what to do with all of their time, and we know about what happens with idle hands. How long do you have them in the facility? What kind of treatments do you uh, implement to kind of uh, do preventative care, dare I say? Well, you know, fortunately for us, again, that's a great question. But fortunately, we, we get these young players who are really dedicated and focused that are trying to become NBA basketball players. And although you can never say never, but, you know, these guys are pretty much focused, driven, and trying to become pros. And so idle time for them is rest, um, watching film, how they can become better. But a typical day is, you know, wake up at 8, 9, eat breakfast, um, head over to the gym from about 10 to 12.30 to do on-court training. And then after that, uh, a weight session, maybe from 1 to 2.30, uh, have lunch, go back to the apartment, and then come back for night shooting. Uh, night shooting normally is from about 8 to 9.30, and then start that day all over. And so we take their, their, their time up. And then um, during season, there's obviously regular practices, no two-a-days and games and traveling. So I think for the most part, we try to keep them tired. So when they do have <laughs> free time, they just want to lay down and relax. No, I love to hear it. And last week the news came out, and I want to make sure I pronounce his name correctly, uh, that City Sisisco is joining and signing up to play for the Ignite next season. For those that don't know, uh, City's ranked the 25 overall prospect for next year's NBA draft. And with him coming from overseas, I, I just want to know, what are some of the things you learned uh, from coaching and also just watching Dyson Daniels grow last season, which obviously he came from Australia and spent the year with you guys before he got into the NBA uh, this this past draft? Yeah, what I learned was that, you know, for each player uh, individually, it's, it's a process, and, you know, everybody has a start to the program and the end. And, you know, one thing about all the prospects, they're all going to have their bumps in a row, which is normal because they're they're becoming pros and, and, and playing against pros, and they're trying to navigate that, um, you know, at the same time. But it's a long season. I think each uh, prospect gets better over the course of the year, and I think if you stay true to who you are and, uh, and continue to believe in, you know, the, the skills that we're trying to implement and trust the process, I think uh, sky's the limit for each, uh, each and every prospect that comes to the program. We're talking to Jason Hart, the head coach for the NBA G League Ignite, our very brand-new neighbors here in our, our sports cul-de-sac here in Las Vegas and Henderson. Um, you mentioned about how focused these guys are, and you know you, you have them for probably one year before they take that next big step, but fundamentals are everything in every single game, and I find just the basketball pipeline fascinating because these players are coming to you so talented, so young, and many so physically still immature, and there's a challenge to kind of maintaining your body awareness through those developmental years. I mean, how crucial is that uh, to your coaching in, in the short time that you have these guys? Yeah, that's very crucial to to trying to develop their body. Yeah, I mean, you, it won't it won't happen in a year, but our our process is just getting that started so they understand what they're getting into. And obviously, when they lead a program, the the weight program will continue whatever NBA team they join. But you know, at the end of the day, talent always weighs out. I think uh, their bodies still will be immature. But at the next level, the NBA always look at talent over um, you know body maturity. As long as they continue to get better and work towards changing their body, I think they'll be fine. But more, more, more than not, the, the talent always wins out. Now, Coach, I don't want to get yelled at by some people in Henderson uh, by not asking about Jaden Hardy, who, of course, played high school here in Henderson. 
I, I wanted to know how you felt and how proud you were seeing some of your players get drafted and Jaden Harden and what you can ex- or what the Mavericks can expect to see uh, from Jaden this upcoming season. Well, you know, I'm super ex- excited that, that Jaden got drafted. I think a lot of times, you know, we we look kind of past the, the, the you know the what can happen, what cannot happen. But you know, for him to get drafted, being from Las Vegas, it was a huge. Uh, uh, stepping stone for him and his family, and so I think he came and used the program for what it was worth, and he put his talent on the line each night, and he was, uh, you know, not afraid to compete. I think the Mavericks is going to get a great young man first and foremost, but then they also going to get a young man who's driven to try to be the best basketball player that he could be, and I know he's looking forward to that challenge and showing people why he belongs in the NBA. Coach, we talk a lot about uh, the professionalization of, of youth sports, and you're at a very interesting intersection of where that is because I want to know what, in your mind, is the most effective way to combat burnout with young athletes today because they're getting them started so early with a singular focus, hyper-specialization, and that can weigh on some of these young guys. And, and really, you know, there, there's obviously some scary consequences, but then there's the, the kind of uh, toy department where you're losing your love for the game. Where are you at with that process, and, and how did you experience that if you did during the course of your career, well, I'm 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 a big you know person in terms of like I believe that the young kids should play all sports. I know I grew up playing football; that was my first love. I played football from seven years old all the way up to my sophomore year in high school. And I think if you play on multiple sports, you know, whether it's soccer, football, baseball, basketball, anything, to kind of just make sure it's still fun. And then obviously, when you choose that lane to, to become a pro in whatever field. I think you have less burnout. I think a lot of times we focus on the now, and we want our young men and kids to be number one now, when in the end we should just be worried about the future. And so I hope uh, parents are listening and and keep their kids in multiple sports, and when it's time to choose one, do it later. I wouldn't choose one so early, seven, eight years old. I would let them explore and see what they really like and love. And, Coach, final question, but before we get to that, single-game tickets aren't on sale yet, but – the uh, G League Ignite are accepting season ticket deposits. I believe they start at 50 bucks. Just go to the dollarloancenter.com. And so, my final question for you, what can Vegas expect to see when they go watch the Ignite play? And what can we expect from Scoot Henderson getting a lot of hype? I know he signed a deal with Puma. Uh, a lot of expectations for the young kid. Yeah, I think, uh, for, for one, uh, I think the, the fans in Henderson should expect uh, – good young talent they're going to play really hard and it's a fun style of basketball so you get to see them grow I think they'll be able to grow with the community you're going to see some high moments but you also see their their moments where they're learning as well so I think that would be great for the city and I think uh, Scoot Henderson is a, a an 18 year old vet obviously he was a pro last year at 17 years old so um, I think with his continued hard work pressure to him is just part of his this process I think he's built for it and I think he's going to be uh, an exciting player for the city of uh, Henderson. It's a treat that they'll get to watch him. Coach, uh, last one for me, and I need you to put on your coach speak uh, megaphone for me uh, here because I can appreciate those who zig when the world seems to zag, but I'm on a mission to get every basketball expert's opinion, which you obviously are. On the most controversial move of the NBA offseason, that being the Rudy Gobert trade, I'm a Wolves fan, and I would just like Mm -hmm. to hear what you would think that he brings to that roster. How does he open people up, and how will success be found uh, in a league where the small ball lineup is so prevalent? Well, although the league is going small ball, when you get a, a 
talent like Rudy Rudy Gobert for a program who's who's dedicated and winning now, I think it was a great move. I think um, small ball is great for teams who don't have really good bigs. And so if you're Minnesota, you get a chance to pair Rudy and Carl together. I think that's a great, great thing. I think you'll be able to play a different style of play on defense. You can do a lot more gambling. And so I think that is going to entertain the crowd as well. But also Minnesota has put all the chips in. They're, they're trying to win now. And it's a great thing that they got a new set of Twin Towers. I think the league will come back to the Twin Tower things. Uh, Cleveland is doing it right now. Hey. Minnesota just did it. So it's uh, it's heading back that way. Using the gambling metaphor, it's like you're a local already, Coach. Yes, yes, yes. I, uh, I'm excited to get down to Henderson. I can't wait to see you guys, meet you guys, and look forward to uh, uh, spending time with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Thank you again for taking uh, some time out of your day to chat with us about what you're growing with the G League Ignite right down the street in our sports cul-de-sac here in Vegas. May the rest of your offseason be filled with slip and slides and popsicles. Thank you so much, Jason. Appreciate you guys. Have a good day. Take care. There he is, Coach Hart, joining us from the G League Ignite. And, of course, all insider calls are brought to us by BetQL. Bet smart and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today. And coming up next, Signe Mack. Look at her back because she's faster than every damn body. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. It's been at least two weeks since I've heard this song. That's too long to go. <laughs> That's too long. Literally, I was like, oh, my God, I, f- I forgot that this exists, but also, how could I? Oh, it's such a banger. Well, it's such an interesting weekend for Kid Cudi. Why? What happened? Oh, you- I saw the bottle that he walked off the stage, right? Everything is wrestling. Um, yes, Rolling Loud. In Miami, which uh, that is their 
biggest event of the year because Rolling Loud comes from Miami. Um, and yeah, Kid Cudi was scheduled to close out the night and headline day one of the festival after mm. Kanye West uh, was, was I guess, something happened with Kanye where he backed out, so they got Kid Cudi and said. And in the opening minutes of the set, a fan threw some trash at Kid Cudi on stage in which Kid Cudi said, yo, I'm not going to keep on performing if you keep throwing stuff at me. And about so 10 seconds later. Classically, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Stop it. What are you going to do? And then they hit him in the face, which Cuddy got off stage. Uh, Rolling Loud had to scramble to see, well, what's going to happen. They moved up Little Dirk to close out the night. It was supposed to perform the next day. And then within 20 minutes of Little Dirk set, Kanye came out. Uh, according to my sources, what happened and why this all happened was all just a little wrestling and drama to get people to tune into the live stream and cause chaos. This oh, might so have you're been saying this is fabricated. This might have been all a part of the plan. Do you think him and do you think Cuddy and Kanye are back in no, not at space? all. That's what I mean. Like- not at all. But the money and the situation kind of calmed things over to uh. make the show go as planned. Now that. Kanye was the the plan was Kanye was always going to come out for Little Dirk, but that was supposed to happen the day after. Sure. Luckily, Kanye was just around because it's the festival. What else are you going to do? So everyone was there. Perform if he was around. Because Kanye is Kanye, and from their perspective, they can't do if he doesn't want to perform a whole thing. Yeah. So they're like, well, we're not going to pay you to just perform two songs if that's what you're comfortable doing. Why don't you come out and help out? Because Little Dirk's also from Chicago. Pull out because. People buy tickets like to see this, him. This was about two weeks ago. So I'm uh, Kid Cudi's getting a lot of flack, which I don't really understand. Not like, really. What's well the like three tweets that I read did. <laughs> um, like I don't find what he did any worse than what Kanye did by pulling out two weeks before the thing. Ultimately, like if like you said, if he doesn't want to perform, he's not gonna perform. If Kid, if people are throwing trash at me, I'm getting my ass off the stage too. And it's also, it's kind of a, it's a very unfair situation. You know, a couple of years ago, Tyler, the creator, holds Camp Flognog in L.A. He's been doing it for six or seven years. And about two years ago, they, a lot of people were expecting Frank Ocean to perform. Because obviously the ties, they all musically came up together. Mm-hmm. And the surprise performer, because there's always a surprise performer, everyone thought it was Frank. The whole crowd, the, the, whole, the whole niche audience that he's built that's at this festival did not appreciate that who it really was was Drake. Oh, and Drake, damn, that's very different from Frank Ocean. <laughs> Drake, and even though it was it was real cool because Tyler has a set of songs that Drake that he loves of Drake, and so Drake performed what Tyler wanted to hear. So it wasn't even a typical like a concert that you'd hear all these bangers and stuff. It was very specific songs that Tyler wanted to hear. Right, and so it was. It was as close to like Frank as possible, if that can even if that makes any sense. But even then, the audience just wasn't having it. And obviously, Kid Cudi has a very very passionate fan base. Oh yeah, like yourself. Yeah. But so does Kanye. And when you kind of you can't mix those because crowds aren't. It's just not going to well, work. Because now that they're in a feud, the crowds will respond as as so. That as well too. But then even they could have. It could have been Jay Z. It could have been. It could have yeah. been this, that, and the third. It didn't really matter. Who was going to come out on that stage? If it wasn't Kanye, these kids that invested and they flew out because everyone flies out for the Miami one because they know mm-hmm. how much Rolling Loud oh, I've cares up in about trash that cans one. At music festivals there before, it's a yeah. whole time. So it was a, uh, it, it was kind of, it was still a little disappointing. It was very disrespectful, and it was kind of like the NBA. 
the Russell Westbrook situation, like in Utah, or how Utah mm-hmm. fans act towards certain fans. Because I did see some people being like, "Well, he's still getting paid; he should still finish out the performance." And I'm like, "No, that you that gets thrown out the window because no, they're not respect. animals at a zoo. Correct. You don't just throw things at people and expect them to finish performing, whether it's sports or entertainment." Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure there's those tickets weren't cheap, but I'm sure that the tickets in uh, Eugene, Oregon. Over the weekend, I'm kind of scared to to guess what it took to get in the building for the world championships for for track and field. And I'm not sure what the official name is because track and field is kind of one of those sports that's a little foreign because there's points involved. There's this, there's that. But at the end of the day, it's like run from this point to that point or chuck this thing as far as you possibly can. And we'll measure up at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, when you measure up what Sydney McLaughlin is doing right now, this is some next-level, all-time S, people. Like, this is some serious, generational, dare I say, even bigger type of influence. Like, we're watching – I don't even want to put, like, Flojo out there. I don't even want to, like, give out names of other athletes that have reached, like, a pantheon of just must-see TV mixed with who knows what the limit is for them. Um, because I feel like it's disrespectful, right? Like, I, I don't want to, like, minimize anybody else's accomplishments, and I also don't want to minimize hers. Because what she's doing in track and field, and specifically in the 400 hurdles, she didn't just win the 400 hurdles at World Championships this year. Uh, she set a world record, and this is a world record that she's set, like, three times already. That's how dominant mm. she is. She Last year, she became the first ever to break 52 seconds. Again, this is the 400-meter hurdles. Uh, on Friday, she became the first to break 51 seconds. Her time was 50.68. I'm told the tenths and the hundredths of the seconds are a very big deal in this particular arena. And she says, honestly, we thought we'd be able to go a little bit faster. We are super grateful for that time. Anything under 51 is a win for us. We just know that there's more to push and that there's more to be taken off of that. She calls what she's doing pushing the limits of the sports and that she will be reevaluating her future participation, not necessarily to, like, say I'm done, but to see, well, if I'm going to be pushing myself and I'm going to be looking to, to make time, make strides and better times, is this the best event to be doing that? Because there gets to a point where you're just like, okay, how many more of my own world records do I have to break? We'll ask Katie Ledecky, right? She's the same type of kind of comparable, at least in swimming. But it's absolutely wild to me. That in 13 months, for a record that stood from 1984 to 2019 was broken by her and then improved 1.48 seconds on top of that. Like, that's a ridiculous amount of time to shave off when you're running, especially hurdles. Like, these these things are literally put in the lane to trip your ass up. This is what got me kicked out of track in um, elementary school. It was either that. It was either because I was knocking over too many hurdles. Or is because my knees that flare out to the to the sides like propellers because of my goalie knees and other things that I was tripping over kids in the lane right next to me. You know, it's just like seeing her run and how effortless it is and just how big of a margin. Like, it gets me worried because there, there's this quote in this article that I'm looking at, like, that's called Deseret.com about we need to have somebody push her, right? Atto Bolden. Former world champion sprinter and now NBC commentator wondered aloud how much faster McLaughlin might run if she had a rival who could push her through the home stretch. And I remember watching the Olympics last year, which she had a couple gold medals in. 
And the people that she was competing against, mostly from Jamaica, right? That's where a lot of the top runners are. And that's why it was almost a shock that the U.S. meddled as much as they did because they are so dominant. But uh, Delilah Muhammad, who was basically kind of her, her contemporary, or a lot of people compared mm-hmm. compared the two, um, she was third place and finished with uh, finished second with time with 52.27. And so... You're just kind of like, when you find somebody who's an outlier, there almost always inevitably has to be someone who's right in that same um, stratosphere. Right? I'm thinking like Federer and Nadal, and then Djokovic came around, and then Andy Murray came around, and then like LeBron was there, and then you're like, but also like Dwayne Wade kicks ass, and like all these other people, and, and how to get the best out of you, you typically need to have others around you that are striving for their best as well. And sometimes in these niche sports, you might not necessarily get that with Sydney right now. I guess that she's twenty-two that would be, years old. That would be the case, which makes it kind of like insane, right? In yeah. theory, to be like, okay, well, your greatest competition is is yourself, because in in a situation, speaking of music, a lot of the times, I feel bad for for certain artists because you're competing against ghosts, and you're never gonna, right? you're never going to, and, and that might not even be the case now because. She's competing against her record book, and I do think that as the science gets better and we understand more and we have the tools to match with our health, to match with the training and the people making sure that what you're putting in your body, like it's going to be fine-tuned to that point. Yeah, to those but I feel like we've seconds. reached the limit. Like we're right at the edge of that now, kind of like when we were talking to, to Coach Hart just a couple minutes ago. I'm like, Taylor will always win out because once you get to the cream of the crop, everybody's had access to almost everything. And so, like, I think Sydney, like so many outliers, clearly had the had the parents who were both, you know, unbelievable athletes. But then the fact that she chose to continue down this road herself, like how lucky we are, right? Because she could have done softball or could have done swimming and all these other things. But they get into the lane, and she's not just great. She's transcendent. And, and how special that is. And there's no amount of training that can really make up for some of the intangibles that she has. So 22 years old, the whole life ahead of her, already has a park and track uh, named after her. Goodness knows what she's going to do next. It's probably going to be another record down, but her name will probably be on it. Hour two of the Playmakers on the way. Sports and other things, abundant. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.